Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, that is fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. Yeah, fucking weak as piss, they are. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rooker Report Player Ratings Podcast, it's Gav back again for the millionth time this week and I'm sat here to discuss Sunderland's drab, irritating, nil-nil draw today with Charlton Athletic, joined by Malk once again, how we doing Malk, are you Are you well? I'm good, not, not any better for watching that, but yeah I'm no. good in general, thanks. Nice one, and Tom Albrighton makes his first appearance of the season, how we doing Tom, or yeah. otherwise known as Janine McKenna on Zoom. Yeah, I must no, be. Is no, that your Saturday name, is it? It is, I. That's what I wear when I've got my heels and my dress on, I. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sunderland drew 0 0 today with Charlton Athletic. It was a strange game, really. Um, I'm just going to run through what I thought about the game. First half, uh, all right. We created plenty of chances. Danny Graham probably should have scored two of the three chances he had. Um, generally dominated the ball, Charlton let us do what we wanted with it and uh, yeah, I think if the fact we didn't go into into the, the half-time break with the lead is pretty disappointing. Second half started more the same, I don't really feel like Charlton threatened us and then obviously the game came crashing to a halt when um, when Tom Flanagan got himself sent off for a, um, I'm going to say a necessary red card, he was kind of left in the lurch, the, the, the defence was wandering, he was the last man back and I think if Charlton had got through on goal probably would have scored and he took the uh he took one for the team and, and that was it yeah so we uh we finished off the game with 10 men and as you can expect Charlton tried to have a little bit of a go but didn't really threaten us and we ended with a clean sheet another one and uh a point Malk um what did you think about that are you, are you disappointed at the full time or are you are you just happy we came away with the point um I'm disappointed because I think we've dropped two points absolutely in the in that first half um it's my honest opinion, Charlton were playing not to lose rather than trying to win. You know, they just, mm. they're obviously in a consolidation period. They're obviously, you know, got their new owner um, and they need to kind of strengthen and stuff like that. So I think Charlton will be happier than we are with a with a nil-nil and getting a point out of it because that was theirs for us to win. So I'm, I'm disappointed we've dropped two points. What about you, Tom? Are you, are you along the same line? Should we have won today? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think sort of, Malcolm's hit the nail on the head. Is the position Charlton are in not had a great start this season? Uh, you know they're going through a lot of changes behind the scenes, and like like you both pointed out, really is Charlton didn't really come in day playing to win, did they? They they come the sack deep, and yeah. So I just think all in all, it really is just two two points dropped. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to run through some of the three word reviews from our followers on Twitter. Uh, Kevin Harrison, send strikers, please. I think that's fair. Flanagan yeah. must go, says Joe Burton. 
bit harsh. Um, same old Sunderland, says Nathan Rutherford. Mike Trainer needs striker fast. Gary Holmes, sign a striker. Adam Royal, blunt up front. Um, Gaz, Gary Summerson, he says cow's arse, banjo. Peach Logo says uh, strikers can't score. Uh, Chris Hughes, the, the former Love Island contestant, unbeaten start continues, so he's feeling positive. Um, Cameron Johnson, toothless as fuck. Connor Swainston, stop playing Wyke. Adam Curry, strikers desperately needed. And uh, Jake R says move on next. So, yeah, I think there's a the, the, the consensus seems to be that our strikers just aren't good enough, Malk. Um, it's another week where we sat talking about the strikers and their inability to put the ball away. Um, was can you take any positives from from the forward line today? Really, you know, we, we created plenty of chances. Um, got into the positions to score, but yeah, just another game without goals for Graham. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to matter whether we chuck Graham in there or if we chuck White in there. Um, and you know, we tried Graham with O'Brien, and then we tried. White and Grig, although why we did that, I don't know, because obviously we've tried that for a while and it just didn't work last season. Well, did it, it, so. kinda, it kind of just went to pot because of the, the, the sending off as well, didn't of course, it? Of course, yeah, Grigg, yeah. Grig ended up playing on the wing for the majority of the time he was on the pitch. Yeah, he was kind of right side of midfield when we went into two flat fours, didn't he? But no, I mean, we we are we are desperately needing somebody, you know, that, that third opportunity of uh, Danny Graham's, I wrote in big letters in my notes, donkey, because he could have <laughs> fell over and hit that with his backside and it would have gone in and he put it over the bar from four yards out, you know. Um, yeah, we created the chances and and there's a lot of positivity in that, um, but I'm I'm not a million miles away from a lot of them three-word reviews, you know. Uh, we, we, we're not going to get away with a point with 10 men very often like that. Just like last week, we're not going to get away with, you know, a 1-0 with a penalty against a team like Peterborough very often. Yeah. Chris Hughes and um, JR both said, you know, kind of move on, Tom. Um, is that is that pretty much the gist of it? Then just you know take take the uh, the point into the next game. You know, decent point away from home. All things considered, with ten men, or you know, do we dwell on a performance like this? Is there anything really to dwell on? Yeah, I think there is a lot. Well, not a lot to dwell on, but one one thing that's really added to it again is just how toothless we are up front. Is you know, the, the problem just seems to continue rolling over and over and over. And it's I think it's becoming abundantly clear now to more and more people that it isn't necessarily the strike as we have at the club, because it doesn't matter who we've got between Greg, Graham, Wyke and O'Brien. Everyone who seems to come in is having the same problems, is the, the contributions up front aren't good enough, but I'm not entirely sure how much of the, the blame you can lay at their door, purely because the service they're getting is it's subpar really is mm. we had a lot of the ball we had a, a lot of opportunities to get the ball in we did have a few opportunities but you look towards Charlton and it seemed for all they didn't really want to get in our half when they did put the ball into the box it was a decent quality ball into the box more often than not and their strikers had something to go at and you kind of just look at the likes of Graham and O'Brien today they had very very little to go off so I think it's you know with the with the lack of goals we scored so far this season, it needs addressed and it needs addressed sharp. Otherwise, it's going to start to bite where in the arse as the season draws on. Yeah, another clean sheet though, Malk. That's the main positive to take. I would say the defence was great again. I don't think Burge really made a save, did he? He didn't. No, he had very little to do. Um, but, you know, going back to Tom's point though, I mean, fair enough, the service isn't fantastic. Um, but even that one in the box where, where Graham... Um, you know, he was hacking and slashing at it, trying to put it away after we, you know, created an opportunity. He was kind of, you know, four or five yards out. He had, he had oh nine 
absolutely standing on his own, six foot to the right of him, you know. So they've yeah, got to get their heads yeah. up and create and take these chances as well. You know, goalless, fair enough, you know, looking back, would we want a clean sheet away at the Charlton? Absolutely. Um but um but yeah that that's one positive out of it. The defence had very little to do, but then they should have had little to do because Charlton weren't really bothered about attacking that much apart from the odd pop, as Tom mentioned. Yeah, it was a strange performance from Charlton actually. I mean very odd. Well, yeah, considering they're the home team and we traditionally don't look to play on the front foot, I would I wouldn't say we're a counter attacking team, but I think if a team wants to play against us, they, they they can. You know, we would quite happily sit back. Where it was the opposite way around today, they they kind of sat off and their most their most creative players couldn't get into the game. I think Alfie Doherty had a couple of pops at um at getting into the box, a few good deep crosses, but generally speaking, it was because they were so deep, they they, they were blunt up front. Um. I think I've just seen somebody make a point on Twitter, which I agree with. We we haven't seen anything to worry about really yet, in my opinion. If these are the if these are the top teams, then we've got very little to worry about. And okay, um, we should be scoring more than we are, but there's nothing to worry about in my eyes. I'm just I'm not seeing anything from the teams we're coming up against that makes them stand out. Particularly today, I think although Charlton have um a bit of building to do, they have some better players to come into the squad, and they're going to sign players. They don't worry me, and I'm I'm kind of I'm trying to feel upbeat about it because a lot of teams when they go down to ten men and lose a defender would have folded, and we didn't. We defended quite well, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. Let's move on to player ratings because I don't want to go on too long today. We'll start off with Lee Burge and Tom. Um, I think I mentioned he didn't really have a lot to do, did he? So no, yeah. no, 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 he didn't. Uh, I mean, for the most part, commanded his area well when he had to. Uh, no real hairy moments apart from one bit where he looked to kick it and just probably barely right sliced it, though, wasn't it? Really? Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the best pass back to a keeper. Um, so give him a little leeway on that. But he didn't have anything to do, so I just gave him a solid six. You yep, know, I, I don't think you can down that up rating. Cool. Yeah. Next up, Denver Hume. He was. Um, he was probably not as good as he has been the last couple of weeks, but he improved as the second half went on, I would say. I would agree with that, yeah. I, I gave him a five at half-time because I thought he was very quiet. Uh, he was wasteful with the ball early on. He wasn't really getting involved. It's a bit weird because the last couple of weeks, everything's been going through Hume, and this week, very little went down the left side. Um, and I heard on one of the uh, one of the um, pods running up to the game that their right back, um, you know, in fact, their whole defence was very, you know, somewhat kind of cobbled together. So I was thinking mm-hmm. he was going to have a failed day. Um, but he, he improved in the second half, I agree. Overall, I gave him a six, but I think he was he was um, as close to a five as I've seen him um, since the start of the season because he's been quite the star player. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody has an off day uh, and that, that wasn't his best week, but I think a six is fair. Same as what I've gave him. I'm I'm gonna give Bailey Wright next a, a seven. I gave him a seven in both halves. I thought first half he was he was again commanding, just did his job like he always does, and he put a huge tackle in on fifteen minutes, which we always like. He, do, he has at least one of them in his locker every week, where he just goes absolutely miles through a defender, wins all of the ball, but takes half of the man with him. Um, but yeah, he, he was unlucky not to score as well. Obviously, um, about half an hour into the game, uh, met a, a corner which he which he headed well, and the keeper made a fantastic save, probably the. The best chance of the game in terms of um, uh, in terms of you know a clear cut chance I would say the keeper made a really good save there and he was unlucky not to get on the score sheet so yeah defended well throughout and when you go down to ten men and lose a lose a player especially a defender you need your defence to step up and Bailey Wright did just that for me so seven out of ten from me for him um, Tom Flanagan next uh, Tom that's yours he yeah got a red card 
Um, yeah. Pass him with slack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought first half he was all right. Yeah. He's come off the bat of a good couple of weeks, especially with the pressure uh, on his place. Um, so I had him down as a six in the first half. He wasn't the, the the most efficient with the ball, but he wasn't by any means the most wasteful. Thought he was fairly commanding. Second half come out, and it's the typical Jekyll and Hyde performance of Tom Flanagan. Second half, he was wasteful in possession. He was just starting marauding all over the pitch with no real kind of direction or any aim. And although he did get a bit stitched up with the with a red card, he was unlucky to be left as the last man. Is I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure what he was thinking. I think at that point, does he just for me? Do you just chance letting the defender kind because of, the defender's not getting away from him if he anticipates it better. He's anticipated it. He's missed the ball, and then that's why he's taking the man. I think if he anticipates that better, then we're not in that situation. Mm. Or he would give a free kick away, but it'd be more likely be a yellow card rather than the red. So for poor second half, I gave him a three. So all in all, I just thought with a red card, a four is probably fair. Yeah, probably, yeah. I, th- I mean, although I did say he had to make the tackle, I think. Yeah. I think he had to make the tackle, but I don't think he anticipated as well as he could have. No, well, the rest of the defence seemed to push right out and he set the... Yeah. Eight, which, which meant they were through on goal because he was so deep. Um, I'm guessing mm-hmm. we can probably analyse that in better detail when we see it back, but... Um. Yeah, he he didn't have a great day today. Um, Jordan Willis next. Malky. Uh, he was you know he was quite involved as you said before. Denver Hume didn't really see much of the ball down the left. It seemed like Jordan Willis saw all of it down the right. He did. Yeah. Um. So overall, I gave him I gave him kind of a six and a half for the first half and a um an overall a seven. Um. He was involved in a lot of the better football for me. You know that there was a fair few interchanges of passing where him and O nine. Um, broke down the right hand side, and and you know a couple of times we saw Scowen get a couple of good crosses in. One of them, the one that Danny Graham really should have finished off. Um, so yeah, he had a solid game, and as you said for right, um, you know when you lose one of your three centre backs for the two that are left to to still keep a clean sheet and to to not go to pot is a is a pretty good a pretty good result. You know they had I think they had about fifteen minutes left, didn't they, when Flanagan went off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there was there was plenty of time for Charlton to to get their tails up and try and hunt the the win down. Um, but yeah, seven for me and another solid performance. Possibly a little bit better going forward this week for me. I agree, Gav, because mm-hmm. you know we haven't seen as much of that uh, in some yeah. of the previous games. Uh, Luke O'Nine, I'm giving him a six and a half. I think I think first half he, he as we've just said with Willis, we created quite a lot of overloads down the right, and he he was on the ball quite a lot. Um, just had the freedom of the right hand side really. Charlton didn't really want to get close to him and he put some great balls in the box. I mean, my biggest criticism of 9 generally is his final balls poor and I wouldn't say it was fantastic today, but he definitely created some good chances. I think um, he definitely benefited from the amount of time Scowan had on the ball because Scowan was hugging the right-hand side of the pitch as well. And it, 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 9 always plays better when he's surrounded by other players who are concentrated on getting the ball to him. And that was definitely the case. Uh, felt a little bit more probably like the back end of last season when we were just totally dominating teams down the right-hand side of the pitch. And I thought 0-9 uh, definitely benefited from that today. So it wasn't a start, a sterling performance, but six and a half is about right, I think. Um, but next up is Josh Scowen. Uh, Tom, I, I mentioned him just there. He's he's played all right today, I think. He, he wasn't particularly great last week, but he, he definitely seemed to feel his way into the game today, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I would totally agree, and the scores I gave him kind of reflect that. I gave him a five in the first half. 
wasn't that I was disappointed with him, but he just didn't seem to get get on the ball. Not not a lack of getting on the ball, but getting on the ball in effective areas. Really, he was picking the ball up quite deep, or he was picking the ball up quite close to another player. So we weren't really able to stretch the play too much. Although he he did get wide a few times, put a few balls in. Second half, I thought he grabbed grabbed the game a bit better. Was pushing the ball forward a bit quicker. Was helping us kind of move it at at a decent pace. So. All in all, I've I've given Scowan a six, which might be a little bit harsh, but that's purely just because I thought sort of in the final third his productivity wasn't quite there. Um, but in in terms of going forward, he's definitely grown into a into a new midfield pairing, which I think is probably why I've been a little bit harsh. Is he's not had near as much football as players like Dobson, Power, you know, in in the middle of the park sort of since he's arrived. Was it last January he came in? Mm-hmm. So. You know, he's not had a great deal of football, so I'm fully expecting Scowan, like you see, he's kind of progressed the past couple of games. I think if he's given plenty of time going forward, that he will progress into a key player for us as he gets used to those around him a bit more. Yeah. Grant Ledford, our next up, uh, Malk, he uh, probably more than any player really enjoyed the, the, amount, of fr- the amount of space that Charlton afforded us today, I would say. Yeah, he was he was running the game from that fulcrum mm-hmm. point in front of the back four, wasn't he? You know, you could see uh he was he was in, in a very happy place today. Um another solid game for him, not quite as strong I think as last week, um, but very commanding. Um, you know, he was he was he put in a, another couple of decent tackles, you know, he's 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 grown so much for me. You know, obviously, uh, he had some challenges last year, and, and I think that made his football a little bit fragile at times. Um, but yeah, I gave him a seven, and I think he might have shared it a little bit more than that. Um, but then I gave no, Scowan a seven that. as well. Um, you know, which Tom gave him a six. So I think those two are starting to form a decent midfield partnership. Yeah. Um, but th- there are still some concerns that you know, and going to that later on about you know what's missing with those two in the middle as well. But yeah, seven mm-hmm. out of ten for me, and another good solid place. Yeah, I'm, I I gave him a seven as well, and just to touch on Scowing, yeah, I I actually gave him a higher mark than both of you. I gave I gave him a seven and a half. So I just I just was quite impressed with the midfield today. Um, Aidan O'Brien, then he was one of the players pulled quite early, and I was a bit surprised actually because he was one of the players getting um getting a bit of praise. So uh, although I didn't think he was effect as effective in the second half, I thought he played well first half. He was involved in everything and. Uh, I just think we look a better team with him on the pitch even if he's not the most creative he just gets on the ball he's busy isn't he he reminds us a little bit of Honeyman even though he's playing further forward than Honeyman probably did he's he, this the win when he gets when he wants when he gets on the ball um he's always looking to pop it off to somebody you know and he always wants the ball and those players are actually a dying breed I think we, we don't have too many of them players who when doesn't matter where the ball is he goes searching for it and wants to get involved um even if He's not always at it, so yeah, I'm marking down a little bit second half, but only because I thought he didn't really do as much when when the play resumed. So I gave him a six and a half. Um, I don't know if anybody disagrees with that, but uh, yeah, I, mm. I, I wouldn't say he played too badly today. Not not too much. I I downgraded him sort of down towards more of a six, sort of lucky to get a six purely because. I don't disagree with anything you've said in terms of his busyness and stuff, but when we're lacking in the final third of the pitch. When players like Maguire and such come back, we've got to look at, at ultimately his productivity at the end of the pitch. And I'm not even sure if he's made an assist, never mind scored so far this season. So he's going to have to start showing for me some kind of return to warrant keeping his place in the side. But but bar that, he is he is proven an addition. So it's you know it's one of those at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. yeah first half, Lyndon Gooch, Malk. He um 
he was quiet, but then people seemed to, you know, come around the idea of him playing centre mid second half. He did okay second half. So where did you score him? Yeah, first half I I think I gave him five because he was he was barely even noticeable, you know, yeah. which mm-hmm. is he's such a bloody he's he's like chalk and cheese, isn't he? He's either taking on the world and scoring it in the bottom corner like he did the other week. Or you just don't even know he's on there. I mean, he's he's very busy, um, but you know, it reminds me a little bit sometimes of old Duncan Watmore, where you know he's head down, running around and trying to make a difference, but the 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 outcome isn't brilliant. Um, I sh- I, I pushed him uh, towards a five and a half to six overall. I think he had an okay game. Um, he had a decent shot. Um, I think it was in the second half where we worked the ball to the edge of the box and he he just put it over the bar. Um, you want him to get that on target. Um, so yeah, I, I think I settled around about the five and a half for him. Another quiet game, and he's not really doing much to keep the likes of Maguire out of the team when Maguire gets fit, because mm-hmm. you know, um, he's and and you know, this has got to be an advertisement for Parkinson to look at the likes of Diamond and think about what these kids can do, because. You know, everybody needs rotating around a bit. And, um, yeah, Gooch didn't have a great one for me today. So five and a half overall. Yeah. Danny Graham, last of the starters, Tom. He, as we touched on, missed a couple of sit first. Well, three. Three good chances first half. Yeah. Um, I've just given Graham a flat out five. Uh, he has missed a couple of sit but there's there's positivities in there for me, especially when you can compare him to Charlie Wake. Um, you know, he has missed a couple of sit today inexcusable because he should be at least burying one of those at a bare minimum mm. so that was disappointing but looking at the positives with Danny Graham for his age he's full of energy he looks busy he looks to handle centre-backs far better he doesn't give give away a load of stupid fouls in the fight in the final third which is something Charlie Wake's chronic for so it allows him to stay on the foot and from foot build a bit of pressure and also he, he tends to read the crosses in the games better so even though he's missing these sitters he's getting in good positions which we've got to take the positives from that because eventually you will start finding the back of the net as long as he keeps on finding these positions. You contrast that to players like Charlie Wake, which you know, I'm trying not to drag him too much, but that that is the direct comparison. Yeah, is he's getting in positions where Wake doesn't even dream of getting in, or he handles players that Wake doesn't really, you know, doesn't really get a grapple of. So while he, he wasn't at, you know, he wasn't at his finest today, is is I I don't want to drag. Graham too much because I do think if he keeps on playing in that positive manner on the front foot and getting in those positions then they are going to start dropping for him eventually mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'll round the subs off then just to speed things along uh, Will Gregg I gave a five and a half mainly because he wasn't on the pitch two minutes and then had to go out on the wing and do a job basically just had to try and defend while Charlton tried to overload that side of the pitch bringing Madison on and so on um, and Charlie Wyke I've wrote down a four but I'm now thinking on it I'm just like why am I even giving him a four? He mean he had one important thing to do, which was the seventy eighth minute. I've wrote it down where he should be scoring. Denver Hume puts it on a plate, and I don't even think he connects with the ball. Um, yeah, that cut back at the front post. You mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If neither of you are gonna say it, I'll just say it. White was a flat out one, <laughs> probably just because he he wore the right kit today. Yeah, well, he he's, didn't do anything. He's missed right, the sitter. Yeah, he's ran around. He's not won a header. He's given away two or three stupid free kicks in the final third. I, I, come on. Yes, we went down to ten men, but he did absolutely nothing when he came on. He did nothing right anyway. No, I'm yeah. not going to disagree with you there. Man, the match, lads. Uh, we'll just quickly go around the table. I've given it today to Scowen. He's the highest mark I gave, anyways. Scowen just felt like he he did 
more than anybody else today. Um, although Bailey Wright probably pushes him, I think getting a clean sheet is important once again. So I'm a bit undecided. Probably, probably right actually. If I'm if I'm being honest. Um, what about you two? Yeah, you've stolen my thunder a bit there, Gav. I had I had Bailey Wright. Um, you know, in a game where we spurned chances so much. You know, for a quality centre back like him to have, you know, a one-handed top corner save that stopped him from being on the score sheet. You know, we should have loads of other attacking players that should be um doing way more of that. Um, but yeah, I, I gave it right. But I I agree, Scowen and Ledbetter were up there again. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, right for me, Tom. Yeah, right for me as well. Um, initially I was going to say Ledbetter before the red card because he controlled the game fantastically from the middle. But Wright was just solid, one headers, one tackles. And I think kind of once that red card came, is Wright became worth his weight in gold. You know, he kept that kept that back four solid, kept them rigid, kept things organised and didn't lose his head. Whereas maybe, you know, former centre-backs would have lost the bottle a little bit. Yeah. Wright's just stayed cool, calm, and everything's just gone through without a hitch. Yeah. All right, we'll round things off there then if uh, everybody could... Join us back through the week. We've got a couple of pods coming your way this week, uh, so make sure you catch up on those. Obviously, after Carlisle, I think we'll be doing one because we haven't got a game next weekend. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Obviously, hopefully, we'll be talking about another win next uh, next time round because that wasn't great a day. Hopefully, a few appearances from some of the kids, Dan Neal and Jack Diamond and maybe even Brandon Taylor get, get a run out in the next game because... We just need something else, I think. Maybe this is the, the kick up the arse party needs to give some of these kids a chance. They're going to have to stand out on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll catch you all down the road. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.